Gonna turn it up, please. Them Harlem nights. Gonna turn it up, please. I done fell in love with at the bodega what up everybody this is your man ben's pharrell with thinking out loud how's everybody doing tonight i hope everybody's doing good yeah i didn't i forgot to watch the vmas i could have watched it but i forgot to watch it all right i fell asleep i wasn't even paying attention to that i paid attention to like baseball more but we're gonna get into things all right some woman in southern california set a target uh, retail store and on fire. California woman sets fire to Target as a distraction to steal baby formula. Alright, so a woman who intentionally set a fire inside a Target store in Southern California last week did so as a diversion to steal baby formula, police says on Tuesday. The September 5th blaze set by Cynthia Torres, 40 years old at the retail chain's Bueno Park location resulted in $500,000 in damages and a loss of $1 million in retail losses, mostly due to water and smoke damage, authorities says. Okay, the fire started around 7.15 p.m. and officers with the Bueno Park Police Department and the Orange County Fire Authority responded and extinguished the flames. I'm sorry. The fire reached the store's ceiling after burning through the children's clothing section, witnesses says. Investigators said the blaze was purposely set and meant to be a distraction while tourists stole baby formula. She was arrested on Tuesday. Authorities have not released additional details about the case, including the specific charges against her. Okay, Torres is being held in the Orange County jail on a $250,000 bail. According to jail records, she is scheduled to appear in court tomorrow on Thursday, all right? So have, we don't have all of the details on what the charges are against her and then uh, how she did it. I don't know if she was on camera or anything like that of some sort where they see her, how she maliciously did that. So, uh Hopefully, we get some more details about how she set the Buena Park location. All right, the Target store. Target store. Like, I got this accent that makes me not say things correctly, and it gets on my nerves, man. All right. Uh, Extinguish the flames. The Orange County Fire Authority responded to that and extinguished the flames. And the Bueno Park Police Department came through after that. All right. All right, so let's get into some more stuff. Westminster family tied up, held at gunpoint by four armed, four armed men in a home invasion. All right, so Westminster, California. The search continues for three suspects involved in a Westminster home invasion on Monday. It happened around 10.45 p.m. at a home on the 8900 block of Pebble Beach Circle. According to police, four armed men broke into the home where, where a family of five lived. One of the suspects allegedly pushed one of the victims to the ground and used a stun gun on him. The other four family members, a woman, 
elderly woman, 14-year-old boy, and a 7-year-old girl were tied up in the living room as the suspects demanded to know where they kept their valuables, police stated. The woman was able to get away and hide inside the closet and call 911. One of the four suspects was arrested outside to the home by responding officers. He was identified as 29-year-old Danny Somay of Bannon. He was booked into the Orange County Jail on a $1 million bond. It's unknown if anything was taken from the home or if there were any other reported injuries. Descriptions of the three men wanted were not immediately available, all right, because they got one of them. So it was four men that committed the um, home invasion burglary, all right? So they got one of them, all right? There's three out there on the loose. So it might take some time to get some information out the one that they caught and um, to, like, I don't know, comb or scour through the neighborhood or try to get some leads or details about this home invasion, all right? Home invasion is pretty scary. It's a scary uh, situation to go through. You see what I'm saying? I don't think nobody want to go through a home invasion. Not even a criminal-minded want to go through a home invasion. I trust you. But believe that. Because it's a very terrifying thing to go through, all right? Uh, it was it was two younger kids, and they, they got tied up. And then I think one of the ladies was uh, the old, one of the older, probably a moms or something. I think one of the women was able to um, get away. And it's obvious that whoever did the home invasion to that, to those people, the family of five, they were watching that particular household. Very obvious they was watching. So it's going to take some time for the police to figure out details on who these um, three other guys, suspects, are. But they will figure it out because they got one of them. So I'm pretty sure they're going, they're going to find out. It's just going to take some time. All right? I feel bad for those um, people that got... Um, burglarized home invasion. I know they were scared as hell. You see what I'm saying? They even got the gun. Uh, I think they got one pistol from one of the dudes. Let me see if they got one one pistol. Yeah, this is one. Oh, yeah, they only got one pistol. Yo. And that's the pistol from the one person that they apprehended uh, when police responded to the um, 911 call. Yeah, man. Home invasions is a scary thing, trust me. I've never been through no home invasion and stuff like that. But I can imagine, I heard many stories, many, many stories of home invasions. And then, you know, when I, you know what I told you? Um, I told you I used to have a past. So I could have been in a home invasion, but I never was. I was too paranoid to be in a home invasion because I always watched my back. So. But I ain't never been in one, thank God. But still, I heard a lot of stories. There's people that told me that shit is not funny. Uh, it's an awful thing to go through. Anyway, let's get into some more news. All right. California fast food workers to get $20 minimum wage under New Deal, which sounds good to me. All right, Sacramento, California, most fast food workers in California would get a $20 minimum wage next year, a nearly $5 per hour raise under a deal announced Monday between labor unions 
in the industry that will avoid a costly referendum on the no November 2024 ballot. The mandatory raise would apply to all fast food restaurants in California that are part of a chain with at least 60 locations nationwide. It does not apply to restaurants that operate a bakery and sell bread as a standalone menu item, such as Panera Bread. The $20 wage, the $20 wage would start April 1st, and the council would have the power to raise it each year through 2029. Ingrid Villarreal, a fast food worker at the Jack in the Box in San Francisco Bay Area, said the increase in salary next year will bring some relief to her family, who until recently was sharing a house with two other families to afford rent. A lot of us in the fast food industry have to have two jobs to make ends meet. This will give us some breathing space, said Villarreal, who also worked as a nanny. The agreement ends a tense standoff between labor unions and the fast food industry that started last year when Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom signed a law creating a fast food council All right, with the authority to raise wages of fast food workers up to $22 per hour. California's current minimum wage for all industries in the state is $15.50 per hour. Before the law could take effect, the fast food industry gathered enough signatures to qualify a referendum on the law in the November 2024 election. That meant the law would be on hold until voters could decide whether to overturn it. Furious, labor unions sponsored legislation this year that would have made fast food companies like McDonald's liable for any misdeeds of their mostly independent franchise operators in the state. Democratic lawmakers also restored funding to the Industrial Welfare Commission, a long-dormant state agency that has the power to set wage and workplace standards for multiple industries. All right. All right. A, a long dormant state agency. Both of those moves alarm the businesses groups. Uh, all sides began working on a compromise over the summer in exchange for a $20 minimum wage. Labor unions have withdrawn their legislation to make fast food companies liable for their franchise operators. Labor violations and lawmakers have stripped funding for the Industrial Welfare Commission. All right. So the Fast Food Council created in the original legislation, which still exists. All right. Let me. I'm gonna to have to like tell y'all that again, so you can understand the stipulations. All right. In exchange for a $20 minimum wage, labor union unions have withdrawn their legislation to make fast food companies liable for their franchise operators. Labor violations and lawmakers have stripped funding for the Industrial Welfare Commission. All right. I had to read that again so you can understand the fast food council created in the original legislation would still exist but it would only have the authority to set wages, not workplace standards. The council could make recommendations about workplace standards to various state agencies. 
The bill must still be approved by the Democratic-controlled state legislator and signed into law by Newsom, Governor Newsom. If passed and signed, the bill can only take effect if the restaurant groups pull their referendum from the ballot, which spokesperson Kathy Fairbanks said they plan to do. In the past, a referendum couldn't be removed from the ballot, but Newsom signed a law last week allowing it. Disagreement protects local restaurant owners from significant threats that would have made it difficult to continue to operate in California, said Sean Kennedy, executive vice president for public affairs for the National Restaurant Association. The $20 an hour wage would be a starting point. The nine-member fast food council, which would include representatives from the restaurant industry and labor, would have the power to increase that minimum wage each year by up to 3.5% or the change in the U.S. Consumer Price Index for urban wage earners and clerical workers, whichever is lower. All right. They're going to... Um, all right, so the, um, the nine-member fast food council which would include representatives from the restaurant industry and labor, would have the power to increase the minimum wage each year by up to 3.5% or the change in the U.S. Consumer Price Index for urban wage earners and clerical workers, whichever is lower. California's fast food industry is stuck in a crisis of low pay and unsafe working conditions, said Joseph Bryant, executive vice president of the Service Employees International Union. He said the bill gives California an opportunity to reaffirm our commitment to getting fast food workers a seat at the table to make decisions about standards guiding their pay, training, and working conditions. All right, so... Um, I guess you got to give to get, huh? So, like, if something bad happens, like, in the state of California only, not other states. This is, I only got this report for only the state of California. So, don't think, oh, if you live in goddamn Missouri, you getting $20 an hour. No, this is for California. So, when I say give to get, that means you work at a McDonald's, you probably get paid well, but if an accident or an incident happen, you might not have any protection, and plus, you might not even able to even take them to court. See what I'm saying? So, it might be another agency that will take your blood sample. Oh, you was on, you got THC in your blood, they could mess around and just let you go and you just lose out. And, and the medical bills that you accumulated because of the injury is all on you. I don't think you're going to have any help with that. And I don't even believe you're going to, you could able to take them to court or anything like that. It's, everything is going to be on you. You're going to be stuck with the um, heartache. All right. And you're probably going to lose your job for even getting injured at the work um, place. So, uh, you uh, they took away some stuff for you to get this $20 minimum wage, all right? They took away from some stuff, all right? I already read you the article. So I told you what it is. So, 
you have the stipulations on this uh, new agenda that, that, that they have in the state of California, all right? So, and then the 2024 ballot, it might change. It just might change. That $20 minimum wage thing might change next year. So let's see what happens. They said it takes an effect on April 1st, but we'll see what's going to happen when 2025 rolls in. We'll see what's going to happen. But if all 50 states um, take that bill or take that type of um, idealistic um, bill in effect to have all of the fast food restaurant chains, which is, I don't know, I think it will help the economy. But like I said, um, if something happened in the workplace, uh, I think it's all on you, the individual, which I don't know if it's going to work out for you. I don't think you're going to have a union behind you or any labor laws to protect you. I don't think you're going to have that. That's what I'm, this is what I'm getting from this article. I don't think you're going to have that. I don't think you're going to, you're probably going to be able to make a lawsuit, but we'll see. We'll see how it will work out for an individual. All right. I'm not saying we'll see because I want somebody to get injured. I don't want nobody to get injured, but we will see how it work out in the near future. All right. Let's keep it moving. All right. I don't like this. I don't like motorcyclists being targeted because I'm a motorcycle rider and I don't like that shit. All right. A couple riding a motorcycle seriously injured after a pickup truck driver intentionally hits them. I don't like that shit right there. That gets in my that's that's ruffling my feathers. All right. Harris County, Texas. I want to know why you would do that to somebody, said Jamie Zering. In a surveillance video, you can see the pickup truck and the motorcycle on a surveillance video at the intersection of Perry and Fallbrook just moments before the unthinkable happens. Okay, so I think several people actually saw what happened. Ms. Ziering stated, they saw him turn into us and hit us. The pickup, a, sil a silver Chevy Silverado with dark tinted windows pulls in front of the motorcycle. My husband laid on the horn at the same time. Hey, we're back here, said Zering. Then at the intersection of Fallbrook and Skybird Lane, the pickup rams into the motorcycle. The next thing I know, I look over and the front of his truck was hitting me. And what I remember next was my husband laying on the ground and screaming, Zering stated. The Harris County Precinct 4 Constable's Office is investigating. The couple's daughter, Sydney Thebes, says she did a lot of legwork. I found some parts of the motorcycle laying on the road, she stated. I just canvassed the area. I actually got video footage of the truck that did it. Zering's injuries include a broken pelvis. Her husband, Thomas, a disabled veteran, took the brunt of the crash. He's also at the Houston Healthcare Northwest. I could hear my stepdad screaming. That was probably the worst part, Deebs says. I knew his injuries were bad, but you never expect to see your parent in that much pain. In my mind, he did it to kill us, Zering stated. The couple moved to Houston from Fort Hood just seven months ago. 
they got a new name for Fort Hood. I forgot what it is. Fort Canal. I don't remember. Uh, they say they are not sure how they will financially survive this tragedy. You're going to have to put up a GoFundMe. And since he's a veteran, he needs to go to a veteran medical facility. All right. The police are asking the public for anybody who got information about the truck or the driver. They should call the precinct for constable's office and stuff like that. Uh, I don't like that because, like, like I said, I'm a motorcycle rider myself. Uh, I don't like motorcycles being targeted by um, people and stuff like that. You know, I would have been pissed. Probably would have did something horrible to the driver once I got up off the ground. I would have went at it. You know, I don't want to elaborate any further than that. But to say this, let's keep it moving. Flood death toll in eastern Libya reaches 5,300 with many more missing, officials say. The death toll from devastating floods in eastern Libya has reached 5,300, a local health official said on Wednesday. The number of deaths is expected to continue rising as search and rescue teams recover more bodies in what the United Nations has described as a calamity of epic proportions. More than 7,000 people have been injured per the Libyan Interior Ministry. At least 9,000 people are believed to be missing, according to the Libya Interior Ministry, and some 30,000 are displaced from their homes in the flood hit areas, according to the International Organization for Migration. A Mediterranean storm, Daniel, is behind the widespread flooding in the northern African nation as it washed away entire neighborhoods over the weekend and swept bodies out to the sea. All right. I think a typhoon or a cyclone or some sort, storm, Daniel, in the Mediterranean area. Libya's National Center of Meteorology reported that more than 16 inches of rain fell in the northeastern city of Beida within a 24-hour period to Sunday, according to the flood tracking website Floodlist. The nearby port city of Derna was the worst affected following the collapse of two dams, which wiped out a quarter of the area. The city has been declared a disaster zone, with electricity and communication have been cut off, according to local officials. The Derma alone, in Derma alone, 6,000 people are feared to be missing and more than 20,000 displaced, according to the International Rescue Committee, which described the flooding as an unprecedented humanitarian crisis. General Khalifa Haftar head of the powerful Libyan military faction that controls the eastern part of the divided country, confirmed in a televised address on Tuesday that rescue and relief efforts were underway. We issue immediate instructions to use all our capabilities, provide the needed support of all urgent medical equipment, operate medical convoys, and to allocate shelters to those who lost their homes. General Haftar said, we have directed the government to form a specialized committee, committee to assess the damage, instantly begin the reconstruction of roads to facilitate transportation, restore the electricity, and take all immediate and needed measures in that regards. The United States, Germany, Italy, Iran, Qatar, and Turkey are among the countries that have said they have sent 
or are ready to send aid to Libya. But getting aid into the affected areas has proven difficult with many roads being blocked. Some aid has started to arrive, including from Egypt, but rescue efforts have also been hampered by the current political situation in Libya, with the country split between two warring governments, one in the east and the other on the west. Egypt's presidency said Wednesday it would send a Mistral helicopter carrier to Libya to serve as a field hospital. Egypt has sent three military aid planes carrying drugs, medical supplies, and search and rescue teams as well. So it said it was sending another 10 aircraft carrying medical staff to help evacuate survivors. Egypt has recovered the bodies of 87 Egyptians killed in Libya's flood on Wednesday. The Egyptian Immigration Ministry said in a statement, TV footage showed a line of ambulance carrying bodies driving through crowds of Welland families in a village in the Beni Sof province, home to most of the victims. Officials had said earlier at least 170 Egyptians had been confirmed dead, according to the Osama Ali, a spokesperson for the ambulance and emergency center in Libya. All right, that's one of the catastrophic situations that's going on on the other side of the globe. All right, a storm called Daniel, I think it was a cyclone, and it dumped a whole bunch of rain in that area like in the Horn of Africa, like the western, northwestern part of Africa right there. You know, for the people who don't know uh, geographic uh, uh, pinpoints and stuff like that. Well, I'm into all of that stuff. Geographics, I'm into nature, I'm into like um, hurricanes, cyclones, weather anomalies. You know, I jump into the politics. I like to talk a little bit of shit here and there. I'm into military um, politics as well. You see what I'm saying? Because I used to be, one, once upon a time, I used to be a soldier. Now I'm a soldier of fortune right now. You see what I'm saying? I, I'm off to the bag and I'm off to the money. That's what I do. You see what I'm saying? And plus, I love me some women. Um, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. That's what I like. I like the women. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I wonder if America will have its first woman president because I think a woman touch is needed in America. Since America, I don't want to say too much to ruffle anybody's feathers, but I think with the Western civilization and its um, it's and its point of views, I'm going to say this delicate, delicately because I don't want nobody to take this the wrong way. And the points of views that's going on in the United States, I believe a woman touch, a woman leadership is needed, and it will better fulfill the American obligations. D does that make sense? Does that make sense? All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, I got some bad news for you. I got to cut this segment a little bit short because I got things to do. I'm sorry. All right, I'm going to cut this apple pie short and sweet. This is Ben Sparrell with Thinking Out Loud. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel. You know, I might, I might as well say, stop saying that, right? Because I'm more active on the TikTok. 
what I would what I would be doing on the YouTube, I'm actually doing it on the TikTok. So TikTok kind of like took over everything. So all you gotta do is type in the search engine Box Benji, which is B O X B E N J I. B as in Bob. B O X B E N J I. All right. You can follow me on Instagram as well. I am active on Instagram, just as well. Instagram is just. More on the entertainment side, all right? Like stuff to have you chuckle and laugh and sometimes think about things, you know? But the TikTok is more like, it's like the evolution of um, YouTube, but in a TikTok way. The YouTube is still YouTube. YouTube is still the juggernaut of television, right? Does that make sense? And TikTok is more like, Excuse me. TikTok is more like um, I'm off to work. Let me pull out my phone, see what the hell is going on. TikTok is like instantly. All right. And you can see what's going on. You see. So I have a lot of my work, a lot of things on TikTok. All right. So that is Box Benji, B-O-X-B-E-N-J-I. You could. Follow me on TikTok, follow me on Instagram, and as well, just just subscribe to the damn YouTube channel because I do have things in the works to go to YouTube, just not right now. That's all. I was working on some other stuff, but just not right now. And then, and then, um, I still might be on the YouTube anyway because I could like post things on the YouTube, so it doesn't matter. Subscribe anyway. So this is your man Ben's Pharrell. This is Thinking Out Loud. Peace. Oh, it's the